0: Alright, little change of plans. Today we were meant to be having Uncle Nath come and do his clean comedy. Uh, no doubt it would have been a packed church with lots of guests here, leading to an amazing Alpha Course launch this Wednesday night. Instead, here we are watching online and we are continuing our series in Ephesians. It's our second last week and today is on being a people who have good news to share and then next week on encouragement. As Paul signs off his letter... To the Ephesians. Let's have a look at Ephesians 6, 19 to 20. Ephesians 6, 19 to 20. Paul writes Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly. As I should. Ha! Well, I remember I kind of became a Christian towards the end of high school. And I became quite the fervent little evangelist. Uh, I'm not sure I personally explained the good news about Jesus to people very well. But I certainly invited a lot of people along to church and Bible studies and to camps. Uh, Maybe I was a little bit more like Andrew in John 1. Who finds his brother and brings him to meet Jesus. Uh, I remember I even had the privilege of speaking in year 12 at my school chapel service. Again, I'm not sure if my message won the whole school year over to Jesus. But the thing that drove me was the desire to share the good news about Jesus as I felt I should. And it really is good news Uh, That is what Ephesians has been all about. Paul reminding them of the story of Jesus that is good news... ...that is then going to reshape every part of your story. And that's why Paul comes into land in his letter. He asks them to pray for him... ...that he may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And then he asks them to pray... ...that he would declare it fearlessly... As I should. Well, what is he making known? What is he declaring? Well, remember Paul's story. Uh, This was the great persecutor of the early church who, at the stoning of Stephen, is there giving his permission to the death of one of the first Christian preachers. He then encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus. He has a revelation that Jesus is alive, that his kingdom is real. And he becomes a follower of the one that he was persecuting. He then goes on to um, begin to share the faith and he becomes an apostle to the Gentiles. An apostle, all that means is a sent one. He is sent from Jerusalem where he lives to all throughout the Roman Empire to preach to the Gentiles, you and I, the good news that he had discovered. And the fruit of that was a church established over two years of ministry in Ephesus and, bless us, how fortunate are we, a letter to that church written from jail that reminds them of the good news and how to live as a result. So, from Ephesians alone, you can understand the gospel he proclaimed. Ephesians 1.2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good news. Grace and peace. 1 7. In Jesus we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Good news. 2 4. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, has made us alive with Christ. Good news. 2 8. For it is grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God. We don't deserve any of this. And yet God lavishes his grace upon us. 2.17, he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. So what a message. We are the divine recipients of grace and peace. Of forgiveness, of coming alive in Christ. And of course we know from all of this that the good news is the person of Jesus. You know, in times like this when, you know, here we are, we find ourselves again in lockdown and many of us struggling, there are lots of things that can help. You know, exercise, community, friendships, having a job, getting support from the government. Indeed, living in a place like Manly is not the worst place to do lockdown. But there is nothing like Jesus, the one who came To seek and save the lost. He is the one. Jesus. Who reconciles us to God. And he folds us into the kingdom of light. I was reminded at Callum's baptism three weeks ago. That at the heart of the gospel is Jesus telling the story of the prodigal son. Jesus says right in the heart of one of the Gospels, do you want to know what God is like? Do you want to know why I've come? Do you know what it is about God that I'm wanting to reveal to a lost and a broken world? Let me tell you a story. It's like like there was this son who took his inheritance and wandered off from his father. And at first he partied and things seemed good, but then all of a sudden he found himself without money, without friends, and just in a whole heap of trouble. And it says... He came to his senses and began to journey to return to his father. And as he approached him, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he was thinking, "This, this father of mine is going to be so angry at me, he's going to reject me. Maybe he thought, this father of mine, maybe in his mercy, he'll let me work as a servant in the fields. But it says when the father saw him... He ran. (laughs) And he embraced him. He said, this son of mine who is lost is now found, who is dead, is now alive. And Jesus is saying, you want to know what the good news is that I've come to proclaim? It's the story of you who are lost, who is now welcomed back by the Father. Father. And embraced by him and shown extravagant mercy and grace. And given a position back in the family. And so that's the good news. That's the good news is that God loves you. And that's the good news that we are to share. And Paul makes it clear to the Ephesians that this was his task, proclaiming again and again this good news. Ephesians 3, 8-9. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. Ha! How good is that? I mean, that's what Paul saw his mission. That, that all the boundless riches that he discovered in knowing Christ and he was just able to share that with the world. There's another great place in Romans where Paul talks about his task again. This time he says, Romans 15, 18 to 19, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Elycrium, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. And so that's the truth too, isn't it? We preach the gospel through signs, through wonders, through our lives, through our words, and we make it known where Christ has not been known. So, with Jesus' command at the end of Matthew to go and make disciples of all nations to his followers, as Paul, as an inspiration, as one who took this commission seriously, how do we in a culture that is increasingly cynical, that I would say is so lost and broken, and indeed just post-Christian, one in which the institution of the church has got so much wrong, how do we in a place like Australia, which is where the church is entering its seventh decade of decline, how do we bring the good news of Jesus afresh to the people in our lives? I remember reading an interesting bit of research on Christianity a few years ago, and the gist was that ordinary Australians were asked about their feelings towards the church, and then their feelings towards any Christians that they might know. And basically what the research showed was that ordinary Aussies have a pretty bad perception of the church. But then asked, do you know any Christians? They would consistently say, oh yeah, I know a bunch of Christians and I really like all of them. (laughs) You know, they'd say things like, well they're great parents or "They're, they're friendly neighbors or I really respect the way they have hope. And to me, that speaks to the need for all of us to fearlessly be sharing the gospel. We can't leave it to the institution that has got so much wrong. We need the body of Christ mobilised, every single one of us taking the opportunities to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. So let me just finish with three quick tips um, on how to be fearless in sharing the gospel. The first one that I would say is find your people of peace. You know, sometimes we find the hardest heart towards the gospel, maybe because like on Facebook or something, they post some anti-religious sentiment and we think, okay, what I'll do is I'll start with them. (laughs) And then lo and behold, we get discouraged. You know, we end up in endless debates that go nowhere you know, or we feel attacked by someone who's made up their mind so strongly that they don't want to have anything to do with Christ. Instead, can I encourage you to find people of peace? Yeah. And I want to find people of peace as those you know who you are friendly with, who are open to spiritual conversations and invitations and who you sense are searching you know, Charles Macassee, the um, author of that book where he does the drawings. <laughs> the horse, the fox and the... Mole. And the mole. Thank you, Victoria. He talks the story about being in an Alpha Course group. And, you know, discussion about Jesus going round and round in circles. And it was kind of going nowhere. And there was these antagonistic people who were debating theology and getting a bit heated... And then there was this one woman who was sitting there and she hadn't said much. And the leader of the group asked her, what do you think about Jesus? And she just said, I've heard this Jesus hung around people like me. And if it helps, then that will be enough for me. You see, the harvest of those who are ready for the good news of a God who loves them is actually plentiful. But it's okay to be discerning and to share the good news with those who are ready to hear. And and, and we see that with Paul in the book of Acts. When he goes to Ephesus, where does he start? He starts in the synagogue. And he does spend some time there and he tries to reason with them about the gospel. But it says in Acts 19 that they became obstinate, Acts 19.9, and they refused to believe and they publicly maligned the way. So what does Paul do? Does he give up? Does he go home? Does he keep arguing with them? Well what we read is he then moves to the lecture hall of Tyrannus and he ends up having the most fruitful ministry there that leads to the church growing in Ephesus. There's this great bit in Acts nineteen where it says that everyone in Ephesus and that region heard the good news of the gospel. <laughs> they all heard it. Isn't that, isn't that I love that, that's amazing. So, Paul finds the people of peace. Secondly, he has some good news to share. You know, I think sometimes we think we've got to have done a four year degree in theology in order to be qualified to share the good news. But, you know, we all have some good news to share. Even Paul, when he is writing to the churches he established or in his sermons in the book of Acts, he just sometimes just tells the story of how he became a Christian. And we all have our own story of how we came to faith and what a difference it has made. And my experience is that people actually love hearing those stories. You can't argue against your own experience of finding hope in Jesus. And then we all have little stories of faith, just as we go along in life, that we can share. You can talk about going to church, you can talk about your friends who encourage you because of their faith. And so those people will just pick up on that and they'll start asking you questions. And we all need to know something of the good news that we can then share with people. Yeah. You know, maybe it is the story of the prodigal son. Just learn that story. Isn't that amazing that at the heart of the gospel, Jesus says, this is, this is, the, this is the story. This is what it's about. It's about a lovesick father who embraces his wayward and prodigal son. Now, maybe it's a story from the gospel of Jesus meeting someone. Maybe it's just a clear way to share about the cross and the forgiveness of sins. You know, in honor of Uncle Nate, who was meant to be here today, I loved what he said when he visited. He said, Say something and something will happen. Say nothing, nothing will happen. Say something. Something might happen. But if you say nothing, nothing will happen. You know, someone who I love in this church is Joey because he always has a story about what God is doing. He always has a neighbour he's been chatting to about church or about faith. He always has a testimony of what God is doing in his life. So church, be like Joey. (laughs) You know, no great surprise to me that when he had his kids dedicated, I think it was his seventh or eighth one, Uh, There was a bunch of Beck and Joey's neighbours who came along. So always have some good news to share. And then very finally, church, be fearless. Just like Paul asked the Ephesians to pray for him, that he may be fearless, we need to have the same courage and attitude towards sharing the good news of the gospel. That was Paul... You know, what does he say in Romans 1.16? I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. He says, I'm not ashamed because the gospel is powerful and the gospel saves. So don't be ashamed. It really is. It, it really is good news. You know, if I'm honest, there have been heaps of opportunities where I could have shared the gospel or something of my faith and I haven't done it. And oh, I always regret it. And part of the reason I regret it is because in those opportunities where I have taken the time, when I have been fearless, when I have had some courage Well, I would say there is nothing more important, there is nothing more exciting than sharing the good news of Jesus, and I never regret it. I was talking on the phone just two days ago with a new Christian here at Manly Life, and he was just saying what an incredible difference faith is making in his life. Thank God someone invited him to church, thank God someone shared with him the good news. Thank God that the gospel has power and that it saves. Amen. Amen. We'll go for it, manly life. Let's be part of many more stories like that. Maybe there's one person today as a bit of a challenge who you can share with something today. Just text them. Text them a link to this sermon. Text them a link to something you've read. Share something of your faith. Just one person today who you can encourage with the good news of the gospel. Amen. Amen.